Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. want and we don't care. Gabin girl time. Gabin girl time. Gabin girl time. Ho 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 ho. Bing. <laughs> it's the holidays, Gail. There's some ho hos in this house. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Christmas version of WAP. What do you want for Christmas? Peace on earth. Mm. Good luck with that. You know, I'm spoiled. Yes, we, we are all aware of that. Yes, You know, I don't. Christmas is every day for me. So, <laughs> Oh, you're saying that you're just, just spoiled in general, so Christmas really doesn't have much of a meaning. Well, Christmas has a meaning. What I get for Christmas doesn't. I see. Yeah, it, that's not important at all. You know, I like the fact that the older I get, the more the less I care about Christmas presents for myself and the more I care about Christmas gifts for others. Giving. Yes. Yes. I'm a giver. Well, yes, you give all through the year. Like I was raised weird. Christmas, I mean, still meant it meant a great deal. But Santa only brought you one present. We celebrated Yule as well. You know, it was weird. Everything else you got, you knew that your parents were giving it to you or your grandparents or whatever. But Santa had that one bag and had to bring presents to everybody. So he got you just one thing. Yeah, I remember that. I got one present from Santa and then presents from your parents and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and everybody else. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it wasn't even wrapped. Santa's. I was like, he just bowled it out of the bag and hung it there. And well, Santa ain't got time to wrap gifts. Exactly. You're lucky. <laughs> so Can I shamelessly promote what I'm doing this year for Christmas? Absolutely. Okay, so for the last few years now, I have been collecting items for the elderly in nursing homes or in assisted living because... There's a lot of them out there, and especially this year with COVID, there's a lot of them that are alone and don't mm-hmm. have a lot of family and don't have a lot of resources for the more frivolous, you know, items that you might get, like a new blanket or new slippers or, you know, yeah, little things like that. So every year I do a drive. Yes. I happen to live really close to an assisted living place if you're listening and you'd like to donate yeah please email me at gabangirltime at gmail.com yes definitely and it can be it can be monetary it can be blankets like i said slippers socks is a big deal socks slipper socks with the grippers are really important furry soft socks Mm -hmm. um or anything you know like lotion yeah Chapstick, pampering, moisturizer, and get it like hypoallergenic. Yeah. Don't get a lot of smells in it, which is totally fine. Yeah. Not a lot of fragrance in there. Do you like my shirt? I love your shirt. Her shirt says Dorothy in the streets and Blanche in the sheets. Yes. 
I'm on my Golden Girls kick again. Nice. It never stops. I just bought the Monopoly game. My friend Gina calls our us our group the Gold Plated Girls, and I told her I was stealing that. So now we're the Gold Plated Girls. <laughs> the Golden. We're just Gold Plated. I love the so, Golden Girls. Who are you in the Golden Girl realm? Oh my gosh, everyone. I've been all of them. Yeah. You know, I'm a little bit of everyone. I was raised I by a 100% Dorothy. It was definitely a Blanche in my younger and later years. Got a lot of Blanche. I think anybody that likes sex is now a Blanche. But I'm ditzy like Rose. <laughs> Are you wise like Sophia? Yeah, pretty much all yeah. the time. I'm a lot of Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> Probably to everyone that I do comedy with, they're like, oh, yeah, she's Sophia. Back in the day. And that's something when we're old. And, it is so uh, I'm wild. pushing 50. Gail's went over the line. She's over that. I'm just, and yeah. we, I do find myself <laughs> saying shit like, well, back then... And I'm thinking, what am I? Am I 97? Yeah. Was, Don't start talking like that, Jen. I was just back in my day. Back in my day? Yeah, back in my day. I have friends that do weird, random questions of the day. They pit rock bands now, and you got to pick, and they're never good. And today's was like Ted Nugent and, and the Insane Clown Posse. Like, who's the best? <laughs> It's like, who's the best or the worst or whatever? And I'm just like Ted Nugent. That was my first concert with Blackfoot. And that was 1978. And I'm like, you know, back in the day when we didn't know what everybody was thinking every millisecond. And we only cared about, you know, sweet guitar riffs and the stage show. I got one for you. My first concert was 1984, I believe. I was 13. It was Rick Springfield. I love that. I went with my best friend who just had a birthday. Shout out. So when I look at this shirt, I think uh, Dorothy is probably a bit of a voyeur. You know, she likes to watch. And then Blanche is more of that exhibitionist. She likes to show it off. Well, Dorothy's very judgy. So, <laughs> so if you like to watch and you're judgy, that sounds like you. <laughs> I want to watch. And that's what we're talking about today. And I'm going to critique you. It's <laughs> Me true. girls. <laughs> so, so that's what we're talking about today is exhibitionism and voyeurism. Yes. In BDSM. I'm a big show off. Do, yeah, I guess we should clear it up right away. There are extremes. When you're talking about kink, we're in a fringe society. So you always have people going over the line. <laughs> you know? Let's just say that if you participate... If you're in BDSM and you participate in exhibitionism or voyeurism, you have consent to do so. Yes. Yeah. We're not talking about the pervy kind, although people <laughs> would think that we're pervy. But yeah, we ask permission before we do any of this. So let me give you an example of a bad exhibitionist, uh, a, cr a creepy bad exhibitionist. Oh, right. yes, please. Okay. So uh, this has been many moons ago. Is this uh, a personal story? It is. It's a personal <gasps> oh story. Oh, my gosh. I know. You're, I don't think you've heard this one either. Okay. Nice. 
So we're at this at these soccer fields that have like a little walking path. I can remember I had a daughter who was uh, in cheerleading and was taking cheerleading right down the road. So me and my other girls decided we was going to go for a walk in this park while we wait for her to get out and get everybody out. I remember I had a stroller. It was a double stroller because my little two were really little then. Mm-hmm. And my oldest daughter was with me as well. We're just going down this little path. I look up the hill and there's this dude just out whacking it. I mean, yeah, just that's the going, bad kind going to fucking town. That's the bad kind. Yeah, I couldn't see him because the sun was behind him, which I think was probably a tactic. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I couldn't get a good look at his face or anything. I knew he had a mustache and I knew that he had glasses on. Of course. That, that was it. Of course. I never, young yeah. girls cheerleading in a park with lots of mom and kids. Of course he's going to have a mustache and glasses. There was there was nobody else around. It was just us. Stereotypes are there for a reason. I notice it and I turn back around and sigh. My daughter notices it. She's like, oh mom, look, 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 look. And I said, I know, I know. Let's just keep walking, keep walking. So we're keeping walking and dude said, hey, I just want you to look at it. Oh. I know. I was like, oh, God, now he spoke to me. I'm going to have to kill someone today. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So I look and I say, you know, the first thing that comes to my head, which is like, well, I would look at it if I could actually see it. <laughs> You and I are the same person. <laughs> I'll tell you why in a second. I was but really calm and and I was just like, oh, I was really mad too inside, but I couldn't let, you know, my kids see that because I was ready to go kill somebody. So we get down. Well, it happened to be in this park. There was a local business there, a rather big business. If you live in Knoxville and I say soccer fields, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> So we go immediately into that building and say, you know, hey, there's a pervert up there (laughs) showing his wang around everybody. You might want to go take care of that. Well, by the time they get up there, of course, he's gone. My girl was four years old and she still remembers that. She's in her 20s now and she still remembers that story. Yeah, That's how much it affected her. But that's the bad exhibitionist. That's that. Yeah, that's the stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. See, I'm very lucky. I never went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriends and I, when I was in my young twenties, I had a rock and bod. I just didn't realize because at the time, emaciated girls were the thing. Yeah. You know, the super skinny. 80s. Wait, are you going to describe when you were a bad exhibitionist? Yeah. Oh. Well, I was a good exhibitionist. <laughs> 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 I'm saying it. W- no, I was bad because I didn't have consent from other people, but I was, you know, good because enriched lives and got rewarded. <laughs> Please tell me how you enriched their lives at the bar. Well, my friend, um, her name's Dolly. That's actually her nickname, not a real name. But anyway, she would go to the opposite side of the bar from wherever I was. And we had a hand signal. And it was like, cheers, shot. Yeah. 
she would bet the dude at the end of the bar that she could get the redhead on the other side of the bar to show her boobs. And I had really big honkers and I love to show them off, you know, back then, big exhibitionist. And so, um, do you think that's changed since you've aged that I don't show them off? Oh, I'd show you my boobs. I don't care. No, I mean, would you I, do the same thing now? I have in the shown bar? my. I haven't in a few years, but I have on stage doing comedy. And I'm just, I'm just. I've curious flashed about that. people before, but now as I'm older, I have stopped. Yeah, I don't do it as much. I don't really do it. Do you think it's because you don't get the thrill from it anymore, or it's not in the moment? Hey, it's snowing again. I think it's less exciting. I mean, they're still great boobs for my age, you know. <laughs> I've flashed you before. <laughs> but I just, you know, there's a time where it's just not appropriate. Once you're GG, probably. Uh, I mean, I don't shouldn't. know. You're talking to somebody who's in burlesque. I'm, Unless, well, that's, yeah. I'm flashing boobies all the time. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. But this is like not on stage or in a perform. I mean, the last time I did it was on stage. So, yeah, whatever. It didn't, you know, I think it's a bravery thing. I think I go up there and expose myself all the time. I'm just not naked. Well, I mean, how many times have you been to a concert and just seen the girl just flash her boobs? Oh, yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The boot, I, it doesn't bother me. Definitely, if I worked harder on my body, more people would be exposed to it because I have no problem with the human body whatsoever. So if people don't know what exhibitionist is it's a person who gets sexual gratification from showing parts of their body and showing their body the pervy kind want to uh like jerk off in public or whatever they you know masturbate in public however the caveat of that is that the majority of the time the people who are true exhibitionists they don't really want you to engage with them more so than the shock factor yeah they don't want to like come after you and attack you usually which is weird i think exhibitionism is a broad range i would consider myself an exhibitionist uh to a point from well yeah if you're okay i mean you can break that down to i like to break everything down to regular like we vanilla world or regular world or whatever but as a comedian getting on stage as a burlesque dancer i mean having this podcast being on facebook being on instagram i mean we're all voyeurs and exhibitionists to some extent i'm more of an exhibitionist in BDSM when I go to parties than I am in burlesque. When I go to a party, I want to put on a show. Nice. Okay. And I have absolutely no problem getting naked in front of the people that love and adore me. (laughs) (laughs) And they all do. And thanks. I have absolutely no problem doing that. Welcome it. I want to show it off. My body's not that great, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the, the confidence mm-hmm. that it brings. I'm Bruce Tonsils, so it's almost expected <laughs> of me to do so. But in burlesque and performing, I do not feel as free with my body. Is that as because there are rules? I'm mostly talking about backstage. Oh, you know, I'm Is that very, because you're I'm, with the other girls and you feel judged? It could be. 
Uh, I'm very shy, keep things covered. Um, you know, if, if I have to put on pasties or something, I have no problem showing my breast off in that way. But I'm not going to go out of my way just to walk around naked, you know, around everybody or topless. Mine's 100 percent how being older, my body aging and being different on my non-exhibitionist i'm more of a voyeur now in my personal life and just everyday life i'm not an exhibitionist at all sometimes you know you get a little sneaky you know you might do you might not wear panties one day and you're wearing a skirt and you might you know take a dirty picture and send it to your husband you know or you might be wearing a skirt and you lift your skirt up just a little bit so that the truckers can see uh what's going on (laughs) Uh, but other than that i'm not an exhibitionist i feel most comfortable with my body when i am at a party or scening you're in that element in your moment as well the older that you get that you're more of a voyeur Yeah, I'm more of a voyeur and less of an exhibitionist. And that doesn't mean I won't go. You're going to notice me when I go to a party. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to give all the goods away to everybody in that room. But that's just, I'm at a different level entirely with that whole thing anyway. Had I gone, been like you and been in the scene for years and years, yeah, I'd probably walk in whatever and own the place. But... I'm a lot more modest now than I did. I mean, I've lived that life. Yeah. <laughs> and I always I wasn't always that way though. Right? Like, um my first few parties I can remember going to a place called Club Fet. Mm-hmm. Um and one side was swingers and the other side was BDSM. And it worked great. There was a long hallway that you could go between the two rooms and some of the best parties I've ever been to have been there. I didn't take off my skirt and exposed my underwear to like party four. I never took my clothes off mm-hmm. at all. And I was envious of the women that did. I was like, okay, well, one day I'm going to get there. I'm mm-hmm. going to get there. And uh, I can remember, I was like, I'm just going to take off my skirt and sit in my underwear, sit in my little lacy panties. And it was freeing. It was great. And then after that, you know, it was just like no big deal whatsoever. But I had to get over that hump. Right. Well, at Burns, I mean, people, different ones that uh, nudity is optional, like the one we do in Georgia, Alchemy. Um, You know, there are people in our camp that the minute they get there, they're naked Mm -hmm. the whole time they're there or whatever. And that's totally cool. Like, I have no problem with that whatsoever and i you know i'm in my comfort level of nudity but you know i don't who knows one day i may walk around in just my fanny pack and you know with my <laughs> utensils at my side and you know been topless or whatever that doesn't bother me i'll be topless all day every day but i just don't give them and i got a great butt too you know like you do have a juicy booty so, yeah. you know, and it's shaped nice still, even for my age. I just got a lot. I got to rely on humor. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, eh. My whatever. daddy and I, uh, when we first met, we were voyeurs at these parties. We would sit and just chit chat mm-hmm. and we would talk about things that we liked. Uh, 
and we would critique. <laughs> that's <laughs> how critique you knew you're a match made in heaven. <laughs> I I can't say that's judgy though. More like a director. Like, <laughs> oh, I I really wish you would have done that. You know, I would have liked yeah. to have seen this or that. I got right. you. Well, yeah, we can all do it better. That's also because you have leadership qualities. Uh, I don't like that word. Leadership. Leadership means responsibility. I'm really trying to get <laughs> that out of how that. how you feel. <laughs> you feel that it's a responsibility. It is. It's true. It sucks. But, you know, that's what happens when you're smart. Can you dumb yourself down? I've tried. I've tried to be Rose numerous times. <laughs> The older I get and forget things, the more I feel like Rose, that I'm such a ditz. So when I'm watching a scene, I put everything into it. Like I am watching that scene. I'm looking at your facial expressions. I'm looking at the other person's facial expressions. I'm looking at your booty. I'm looking at your breasts. I'm taking everything in and just absorbing it all. So you're watching like a student not to be sexually gratified i do get some sexual gratification like you know out of it. like just get tingly and like mm, ready you know watching do you feel like mm, no you're busy critiquing looking at learning from figuring out what you would do next which probably might make you um tingly is thinking about how you, learn, you would do it you learn a lot about people when you watch them in a BDSM mm-hmm. scene. All the different ca- types of exhibitionists, though, and voyeurs. Like, your daughter remembering being flashed really young. I'm, you know, I remember looking at the, you know, sexual images young. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. I remember watching sporting events and streakers coming across the stage <laughs> the games. I used to think that was so funny and then like why would you do that oh and then your rem- mom would say they just want attention and then remember Ray Charles song <laughs> the streak oh yes they call me the streak you said Ray Charles it's Ray, Ray Stevens, Stevens. Oh. oh man I'm sorry I did not mean I had Stevens in my brain look at there look at there <laughs> So that's kind of, you know, that's fun exhibitionism, voyeurism, but he didn't have consent. So the cops chased him down and put him in jail when they catch him. But that got to be really popular over all kinds of It still is. It's college campuses. It's a right of of passage. passage. Well, at a burn, you know, it's very big for virgin burners to once the effigy is set on fire and it's burnt a little bit that they all strip their clothes off and run around the burning effigy and then go off to wherever camps. You were talking about uh, types of exposure, which flashing is one, but uh, mooning is another. My my kids moon each other all the time. Yeah, I've mooned people too. <laughs> Skinny dipping. Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up in Florida. Even after <laughs> seeing Jaws, it's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> Then later, somebody get chomped by a bull shark at Fort Pickens. and uh, Exposure that I found really interesting was reflectoporn. <gasps> yeah. <And> reflectoporn <laughs> is the act of stripping and taking a photograph using an object with a reflective surface, such as a mirror. 
You know, when you first mentioned this, I could not help but think of, do you remember seeing on like Facebook or in emails when people would send you the email and they'd send around and it'd be like, Ralph should have checked his whatever before he sold the family china. And they're like (laughs) taking a photo and you see their reflection and it's Ralph and his big schlong or his real tiny schlong or whatever. And you're just like, oh my gosh, ha ha ha. They didn't see themselves. Like we thought jokes on them. Ha ha jokes on us. I did that on purpose. I was today years old when I found that out for those who only understand Instagram and Facebook lingo. I've taken a few of those pictures before, but I've never posted them on well, the I've internet. I've definitely taken mirror photos before mm-hmm. lots because, you know, you can get some really hot photos Sometimes that Sometimes that's the, I mean, it's the best way to capture the angle that you want to. According to Wikipedia, the act of making obscene phone calls is a variant of exhibitionism, you even though there is bird. no, you know, in-person contact. A lot of people called the police back in the day, you know, when the phone was tethered to your wall or sat on your table, your landline. People would call all the time. I wonder how pervy Ray Stevens actually was, because didn't he do that? It's me again, Margaret. (laughs) (sighs) So he's streaking and he's He's making obscene phone calls. calls And then you. you Let's bring it to today. I don't like spiders and snakes. That ain't what it takes to love me. Aren't we all exhibitionists now with the internet? Now we completely are. Listen, we are all driven and foreshadowing. Just do you have Snapchat? I do, but I don't I don't use it very often. Have you looked back? Like, I didn't know that they kept like a record of some of your snaps and you go look through foreshadowing. You know how many mask snaps I've got? (laughs) Like where they give you a pretty mask to put on. You Mm -hmm. get a mask and ears and a mask and whatever and a mask and a blah, blah, blah. And like that's kind of foreshadowing, isn't it? (laughs) That was way before the (laughs) pandemic. I went from voyeurs to uh, brainwashing (laughs) and foreshadowing. Exhibitionists. And exhibitionists to that. Voyeurs and exhibitionists. So unsolicited dick pics, in my opinion, is... Oh, they've made a law against that now. Have they? Yes, because it's non-consensual. Let's look this up. You should. There is a law against sending unsolicited dick pics. Well, yeah, just in Texas. Can't show your dick there. Everybody else. Well, yeah, there's too many politicians that do that on the regular. They can't. <laughs> oh, shit. They're not going to pass a law that says no dick pics. But I had heard, so I don't know. I hate that because I have news apps. And so I guess that's where I read that because I had read that they were making that a law, illegal, non, you know, like harassment. It would have to be on the federal level, though. Gail, let me ask you a question. Okay. Has your daddy, let's say you went to a nice restaurant and you had a valet and he was really nice. He brought your car back great. And and your daddy goes, hey, baby doll. Right. So lift up your skirt and show this guy your butt. <laughs> Not my daddy, but I have had, been with partners who were into that. Yes. What kind of exhibitionism would you call that i have no idea is there a word for that (laughs) 
That's what I was. What I don't know is that like because you like to flash, like a flasher. You would have to be willing to be enough of an exhibitionist to do that. You know. Yes, <laughs> I am, and so yeah. would. But you t- were talking about a term earlier about having sex in public, and when I was much younger, I mean, this is a lot, and I know my kids listen to this sometimes. So when I'm sharing with you guys, I'm like. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I seem weird because my brain is trying to think in 13 move chess moves and what my kids are going to think about me about stuff. But I lived a lot of life before I had them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in my early, I was wild and very free and very free sexually in my 20s. And so, yeah, I dated somebody and we would have sex in public and you called it. Oh, dogging was it dogging <laughs> that you said and I'm like what so then I was like what is this or is that group where people are doing that in a group so would that be you when you're at a party is that that yes that's it dogging 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 what well, you were a, talking about earlier is a slang term that describes when individuals meet to perform sexual activities in public and encourage others to join in or watch. Okay, so yeah, that does sound like a um, scene. What what do we call them? The parties. <laughs> Just parties. Just parties. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's a little different than some of the parties I've been to. Though they do have red solo cups. It's universal. <laughs> My favorite kind of parties are the very small, intimate ones of, you know, maybe 12 or less people, kind of like an eyes wide shut kind of thing mm-hmm. where people seen other people sit around and watch the scene, you know, maybe throw out a little critique here or there. It's just um, it's very intimate and very personal and you want and I really miss those particular parties yeah I've been I've been to a couple uh with Braddy and I can vouch that um there is no human sacrifice at the end (laughs) we leave before that happens (laughs) (laughs) is that why I was bum rushed out the door that's interesting that they would call that dogging uh, it says here that uh, the term originated in the UK, so well, they have course. a lot of yeah that are different, different slang terms. Dogging and hogging. <laughs> What's well, hogging? Hogging is banging obese ladies, not because you have you're fetishizing them, not because you have a fat fetish and you find that beautiful, but banging them because you want to ridicule them in front of your friends and. Um, you know, for your own amusement and for the amusement of your friends. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's Hagen. Also from the UK. So you're like, what? I am. I'm, oh, <laughs> Are you flabbergasted? I am. And voyeurism. Ooh, I got one. Okay. Outdoor sex. Ooh. Have you done it outside? Oh, yeah. Where, where, okay. where, okay. Where are some places where like you've had sex outside? Um, maybe been caught, maybe, you know, maybe haven't. Right. Or some of the weirdest places. Oh my gosh. So many places. So many. Okay. Yeah. I only have a couple, so. Oh, wow. We know who the hoe is here. Well, <laughs> that, or you just, you didn't have anywhere to go. Secret lovers. I have done it at my 
ex-husband's place of business in their parking lot. I have done it. At night or in the day? uh, At night, but um, at night. It's a lot riskier in In the the day. day. It is, definitely. It was not with my ex-husband, though. Just to clarify, <laughs> my ex-husband just used to work at this place. And I was like, oh, you know where it wouldn't be a good place. <laughs> and um, that's sad that I scouted locations all the time behind church, behind a couple churches in the back mm-hmm. of a church in the parking lot. It's always a good spot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know about nowadays with cameras. but Yeah, I would think now with cameras everywhere. Yeah, but do you really care? Just wear a dress. Right. You're an exhibitionist. And wear a dress. They don't really see. <laughs> they see, but don't. You know. You steam up the wind is good enough. Yeah, well, that's anything. the key to not getting pulled over. <laughs> you actually have to keep the windows down. You need to be able to hear around you and mine, you got to be stealthy. Might have been, you know, the dugout of a yeah, baseball field. There. Been there, done that, under the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's yeah. going to know exactly what I'm about or, <laughs> or was about the most when I was young. Burger King bathroom stall. Yes. <laughs> Isn't there a rap song about that? I did it in a Burger King oh, bathroom you're right. or there whatever. Is. <laughs> Sometimes I'm cool. <laughs> Every now and again. A Rax bathroom stall. <laughs> Basically anywhere that serves fast food, we'll just this blanket that. Years. We'll blanket that. Yeah, on railroad tracks, in a lifeguard station, on the top of a fire station, like in the woods, like the fire yeah. lookout thing. Oh, a memorable time was on top of a very tall building on the roof of the building, where I could we could look out. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. That was fun. On a pier, on the beach. <laughs> Just everywhere. <laughs> Literally, yes. I have probably had sex in lots of places. The most risky and kind of wild place is they were renovating this hotel and we just had sex in a corridor. Oh, wow. Me and a friend. Not my friend. He's my boyfriend, but I mean, me and my friend. <laughs> we were together for a long time, but we do all kinds of crazy stuff like that. But you now exhibitionists are doing things on purpose. So like what happens if you let's say, OK, I'm an exhibitionist, so I'm going to take off my clothes or take off enough clothes or whatever. You know, I know what I'm doing. My window's open and I know exactly what I'm doing. What's sad is let's say. Tom is walking his dog up and down the street. And I know Tom's walking his dog up and down the street. So I, you know, (laughs) but we've never spoke. Neither one of us have consent to do this, but I'm in my own house. So I can have curtains or not have curtains or whatever. You know, I can turn the light on, turn the light off. I can be modest or not modest. Don't look in my windows. Right. But Tom's walking down and you can't ignore these beautiful boobs when I take my shirt off. (laughs) So, you know, he's looking in my window and a cop comes by and sees this scene and whoop, whoop, guess who's going to go to jail? Poor dog walking Tom. Because, you know, he was looking in my window and peeping Tom. 
Even though you and were, you yes, had it all out for sad? sale where everybody could look at I it. I did, but seeing, you know, you always have the, oh, I didn't realize, or I didn't know you could see through my window. They're tinted, or you know, whatever dumb thing. You know, plausible do you, deniability. Do you think when people have that, it's it's more of a turn on for them when they can they know that they could say stuff like that like if that person gets caught and says oh well she had her freaking windows open and then yeah i can't help my dog had to poop right here you know what i mean like i was trying not to look (laughs) (laughs) you know and then whoever's showing off could sit there and say oh my i didn't know that it was open right when internally they're just like like (laughs) oh i'm certain Yeah. yeah Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, that's that's a level you know? of sadism yes. right there. Yes, definitely. <laughs> There's maybe the dude or whacking off is like, you know, and not just a dude. Girls do this, too. Oh, I, know. I mean, you know, yeah. sit and watch and whatever. You know, I don't <laughs> anyway, I'm like, Err. but and that's interesting, though, to think about when it goes wild. When it's out of hand, what do you think? Besides, like, the flasher in the park, what else do you think? That? Stalkers would be out of hand, which we discussed just a second ago. What else is out of hand? What about exhibitionists? That's the stalker in the park. Yeah, the stalker in the park, the the guy on the subway, you know. Pulling it out. Oh, my gosh. When I worked as a... <laughs> server at the awful waffle years ago there was this dude who would come in and he'd pull his wiener out of a zipper like just sitting there in the booth with his wiener out i'm sure it happens more than we suspect like all the time well probably less because now they can just take photos instantaneously right i mean i don't know if it has the same thrill is there a double standard there because one could argue any female on Instagram who enjoys showing off their body. You, that's your choices. You don't have to follow that person. You can block them. You know, if you don't like the content that another person is putting out on the internet, you have tools at your disposal to block them from you ever seeing any of their content you can shelter yourself as much as you want this is what i don't understand about people screaming for everything to be canceled or whatever you know block 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 you don't have to expose yourself haha no pun intended (laughs) to any content that you don't want to look at if you don't want to these are your choices you don't even have to get on that app You don't have to see anything. So, I mean, the fact that people are more exhibitionist, thirst traps, if you're thirsty or whatever, you know. There's definitely a difference, though, between, and I don't want to make light of that at all. There's definitely a difference between a woman in pasties on Instagram versus the guy that pulls his dick out of the fucking IHOP. Yeah, there's 100% difference about yeah. that yeah you know i mean you don't scroll through and see a lot of dick pics on instagram either but you might see guys topless you know tiktok's excellent for that lots of handsome topless men on tiktok lots of you know beautiful women in bikinis or pasties whatever on tiktok it doesn't matter i'm 
none of that is offensive to me at all. I don't see that it is offensive. But if, you know, we're sitting there at Popeye's and it's me and you and your granddaughter and dude in line just, you know, pulls it out and goes back and forth or whatever. We're killing someone. Yeah. I mean, he may not leave with his Johnson. I don't, you know, one of us will be carrying it in our purse. And that should really bring us into uh, the disorder. Yeah. uh, When we first started this show (laughs) and started doing our research, we were just condensing it strictly to BDSM and what that was. But then when we really started researching it, it was like, you know, they're calling exhibitionism and voyeurism a disorder. Yes. Yeah, it's villainized for sure. You're a pervert. Either, no matter how you slice it, which is interesting and why bring social media into the whole conversation is because all of us yeah. have proven that we're a little bit voyeuristic and a little bit exhibitionist. And um, the thing, I guess, that is perverted is when you they're saying that if you only get sexual gratification from either showing your body off or from watching other people like if you can't if you can't get off any other way yes if you can't get off any other way then supposedly that is you know where you're a perv or whatever but i look at it where maybe you've just fetishized that behavior well or the people that you're watching when I start talking about these things and I start talking about human behaviors, I cannot help but to think that this is basic human nature. That is all this is. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me our, to believe that it, when you had a family of 12 that nobody knew that anybody was having sex in the house or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like back in the day, the Waltons, you don't think that they knew or saw or heard or listened you know, yeah, whatever. I'm talking like even back in during Neanderthal like, times. Well, yeah, there when, you go. You know, everybody probably watched each other. Yeah, they lived in a cave yeah. together, probably. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, seriously, I yeah. think back then you just had the dwelling. And granted, we're evolving. Um, but I think a lot of this is just basic biology, human, human behavior. Yeah, probably. It's just some people get off on it more than others. Yes. Well, and you didn't have the internet to temper things. So people were out. It, it was, I'm sure, especially in a vanilla lifestyle, you're out here, your kids are in the house asleep, whatever. Your wife is doing dishes in the kitchen and you go out to put the you know trash in the trash can and some dude's standing out there on your lawn jerking it to your wife doing the dishes you know I could see how it might be a little disconcerting and upsetting and it might be scary to that person what's interesting though is when it's when you don't have somebody that's a sociopath or a psychopath who would want to kill you for this the people that when they say the disorder Usually, if they were a peeping Tom or, you know, they flashed you or jerked off masturbating, watching you, if they were a true voyeur, they didn't, again, I'm going to reiterate, they had no actual want to engage in you, you know, engage with you Mm -hmm. for real. You know what I mean? The fantasy is you not knowing 
that they're watching. Yeah, that's the thrill. Yeah. Yes. So that's what they're getting off on. So they don't want to engage in you, in engage with you. So like it's creepy as hell, but I don't think it's anything that would would it be a harmless crime? Are you are you upset about it the same way as your information being shared all over the world via internet? Is that any different with your if you have an iPhone or your uh, Windows and you get a virus or anybody's hacked your photos or whatever, I mean, you know, you're in the same predicament. So what do you do? Okay, I guess it's just weird when it's in person rather than anonymous. Does it make you uncomfortable that people can see us in the cameras of our electronics? Mm-hmm. Are those the biggest voyeurs of all the NSA? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm saying that it's like, but we got serious laws on the book for people that stand in your yard and jerk off watching you in a window. And, you know, we don't seem to really have much going on for people who steal your information or spy on you in your own home when you don't know it. So, yeah, I wonder how many, how much porn is out there that was sliced and diced and put out on the Internet from people that watch us through our cameras well i tell you what if you have one of those videos of us (laughs) (laughs) you could email it to us (laughs) at gabandgirltime at gmail.com we've covered a lot and we've been all over the place today and if you've stuck around for this roller coaster thank you we appreciate you so much yes we definitely appreciate everybody that's listening i know that we've said this like over and over and over but we are finally launching our patreon and we are going to have some great goodies for people i think at a very very reasonably priced tier Oh, yeah, I think so, too. It'll be great. You can there's something for everyone on here and just depends on how much you want to support our art and support us. And we thank you. And here's the thing. You support us just by listening. So we're thrilled. Don't. And also, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to talk about shortcomings as well as anything. I'm the worst when it comes to uh, technology or doing it. I can do it. I don't I just don't want to do it. We thought Patreon was going to be super easy. We only had to figure out what we were going to do and put together our merch and our content. We were like, yeah, yeah, we got that. We haven't launched because we can't figure out the stupid (laughs) website. So we're going to consult some people that we respect and admire who are doing this now. And they have their Patreons and seem to be great at it. And uh, so we really will launch soon. It's just our pride has kept us our hubris and our pride has kept us from launching but you know some of the little goodies though that we're offering on our patreon just some i'm gonna give one or two examples don't want to give everything away but uh you know everybody loves stickers we're gonna have stickers fun stickers we're gonna have candies yay candy Double yay candy. We're going to have pep talks from Gail, or maybe you need a degradation talk from Bruce Tonsils. Yeah. We're going to have bonus episodes, <laughs> AMAs. 
There's going to be all sorts of fun stuff on there. I'm going to make you something special just for you. Yeah. Yay. It'll be fun. <laughs> and we really will launch this sucker. Just like I did get my um, gagging girl time at FetLife put up. You finally got that up. I have it up. I still have not filled out the profile, like with all the likes and dislikes and all that, but I'm on there. And a picture of me is on there. I saw that. I think I liked that at one point. It's like an actual photo of my face. But you can reach me <laughs> at Bruce Tonsils on FET. In the meanwhile, come to our Instagrams. Yeah, Gavin Gale time. And Brad Von Beaverhausen. Like our Facebook page at Gavin Girl Time on Facebook. And if you want to look at fun stuff that Gail and I do on the side, please come watch our TikToks. Definitely Braddy's TikTok. I, again, I haven't even looked at it this week, but last time our friend count was still steady at three, which just makes me laugh, which is one for each content post that I've made. I've only made three content posts. There's one TikTok that I'm really proud of right now. Uh, my Christmas tree, it, it is filled with birds from Target, oh. the little seasonal birds. It is the cutest freaking thing ever. Mm, how adorable. And if you want to go view it, please find me at Bruce Tonsils on TikTok. Thank you so much for coming and listening to us today. We hope to see you. Well, I don't know if we'll see you. But I hope you're listening to us next week as well. We thank you so much for listening to Gabin Girl Time. Gabin Girl Time. Gabin Girl Time. Ooh, la, 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 la.